Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I am Stuart Roberts and I'm really excited to introduce my new podcast, Hear Me, See Me. It's just over five years ago. I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people, some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. I'd had this idea after being inspired by a guy in America I'd seen cutting hair on the streets and seeing the difference it made to the guys who were there. This is more than a job. This is a calling. Hello, this is uh, Stuart from Hear Me, See Me podcast. And today I'm talking to an amazing young woman I met a few years ago and um, made a real nuisance of herself, kept going on at me, wanting to volunteer. And uh, since then, she's, she's gone on to be a great volunteer for us and team leader in Glasgow, the wonderful Diane McLeod. <laughs> How are you? Hi, it's McQuaid. McQuaid. <laughs> <laughs> it's the accent, mate. <laughs> You're funny. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, not as funny as I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, Diane, how are you? I'm good. How are you? You're good in these strange times. I know. I'm sitting in my car just now um, outside my house, roasting, watching loads of people walk and drive past with masks on. It's yeah. such a weird thing to see, eh? It's like being in a film, isn't it? It's like, it's like being in a sci-fi film. It's just surreal at the moment. I know. When people shouldn't be there anyway, but... No. <laughs> no. Well, you can't you can't stop people being people. No. One thing I've learned. Um, take us back then. So, uh, you know, what made you get into hairdressing? Well, when I was small, I loved all the hair metal bands and stuff like that. And I was either going to be a hairdresser or a rock star. That was, <laughs> that was my two dreams. Same thing, isn't it? Well, I kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just used to spend all my school days doing people's hair, and I just loved it. I love, I love creating things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, left school early, didn't do any exams, and the only thing that I had a real passion for was hair. So I got my first job at 15, and um, just kind of took it through there, really. That's 21 years ago now. Wow. 22 years ago. Yeah. Scary, eh? And where did you, did you first go into a a local salon, or? I started in a tiny wee salon that only had maybe three or four tiers. Yeah. And and then it just wasn't big enough for me. So I went to a big one called Beaches in town. And um, got headhunted for a new salon that was opening up. And I left there just before I qualified because I got into an argument with a receptionist. <laughs> I said, she came from a school, it was a brand new salon, so the staff was new. And she came from a school reception and she tried to tell me how to do hair. And then, oh, right. <laughs> being the natural rebel that I am, couldn't handle that. So I left just before. I qualified, yeah. did, did some random jobs and then thought, nah, 
hairdressing for me, so I went back to college. Yeah. And just came out a stylist. And that was that. Brilliant. So you weren't going That's the thing. Once you've got it in your blood, you're not going to change, are you? People no. Get, they get a bit despondent sometimes, but often people go back to it. I know. It's just the best feeling, eh? When you see somebody, how happy they are. Yeah. You know, you know the difference that you've made to them? And because I'm freelance now, people open up a lot more. You get to learn a lot more about people. Right, um, yeah, that, yeah. I think it's more personal, isn't it, I think? Aye, when you're, no staring at, when you're no staring into a mirror, I think it's easier when somebody's standing behind you to talk. Yeah. You know what I mean, because you're no looking right at them, they feel like they can open up a lot more. I haven't thought about that, yeah. Yeah, because you're not... When, you, when you're in a salon... You're, yeah, you've got that mirror and you've got that sort of eye contact. Aye. But if you're doing it at someone's house, generally there's not got that a mirror or anything there. And it's, yeah, maybe it's a bit more anonymous. It's almost like, it's almost like confessional, isn't it, when you think about it? <laughs> uh, well, kind of, aye. Kind yeah. of confessional, you've got a wall between you. When you're in somebody's house, you're just standing behind them, you see? Yeah, which is, yeah, just the fact that, not, that there's no eye contact. Uh-huh, and nobody yeah. around you is listening. Yeah, no one listening in, yeah. Mm-hmm. You do get a lot more. Yeah, we're like we're like um, psychologists, aren't we? Or counsellors yeah. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. You still get paid enough. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. But you're driving up there now. I know, I know. I don't know how. We won't go down that road. <laughs> nah. I don't know how other freelance hairdressers feel about it, but sometimes when people tell me things, I I find it quite hard to leave it behind. But I take on a lot of people's problems. Hmm. I don't know if no. that's a normal hairdresser thing. I think, um, I, I think I, I come across this a lot with hairdressers um, because I think being very creative, hairdressers like, really are creative. They work mm-hmm. from that side of their brain. Yep. And most of them tend towards being empaths. So they've got I... this great empathy for people. It's just part of the personality. It's part of, part of really what draws us to the job. And I, I, I think... The sort of the, the downside of that is that you do take that on. It doesn't. It doesn't. You don't just listen to it. You feel it. You take on their emotions. Aye. Um, sometimes you do. So, especially when you know we'll talk later. Like when you've become part of what we do at Haircut Farmers, it's even more so then. I really because it's a lot deeper. But even on the level of of doing day to day hairdressing. Yep. You know you you. you <laughs> We've all had it. We've all had someone sitting in our chair, and then it comes out that they've, you know, their marriage is breaking down, or they've got a problem with, you know, their childrens are in trouble. The children are in trouble. Um, you know, various any anything like that, any really emotional subjects, and mm-hmm. you know, it just seems to just touch them on the shoulders or something, and they just open up, don't they? They're, they're sort of like floods out. I've had, people, I've had people in floods of tears and all yeah. sorts of... Yeah. You become their friend, do you know what I mean? You become part of their yeah. family. You get yeah. invited to other weddings and christenings yeah. and different things like that. That's what I really like about doing it the way I do it and when a salon. It's yeah. personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just like learning about people. I like seeing inside the houses as well, I'm not going to lie. 
<laughs> you got. <laughs> do you know what? I love honesty. So you like you like doing a bit of a nosy Parker thing, don't you? I. Do you like steal any ideas? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, that's that's fine, isn't it? <laughs> We're all curious, don't we? I know. And sometimes it doesn't. The, the 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 house doesn't match up with the personality, does it? It's not what you expect. Absolutely not. Yeah. No, not at all. I mean, obviously I'm not going to say who, but some houses are no. going in and it's like an episode of Hotel. Oh, right, you, yeah, yeah. Hold it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see the person and you're like, how, how does, I kind of put two and two together, how you live here? Yeah. Yeah, no. that's, that's a real problem for some people, isn't it? Aye. Mm-hmm. Actually, my family would say that's a problem of mine because they've been, <laughs> they've just <Me> been, <laughs> they've been ruthless through this, and it's just like not everyone. I think everyone's just like doing the house yeah. over and clearing up, and you know, and yep. God, they've, they've they've made me throw. And I, I've mm-hmm. the most ridiculous of things, you know, bits of paper with something written on, and all these. Yep. And it's just like, well, you can't keep all that stuff. Why Why is it that you want to keep, keep all that? I don't understand it. I used to keep things that had my my birthday on it. So like bus receipts and silly yeah. things like that. I just because yeah. it had my birthday on it. Yeah. <sighs> Pointless. <laughs> it is, but everybody's bored, bored in it, so they're just going through their houses and, yeah. I don't know, just getting rid of everything in it. I think it's a therapeutic thing, and it? it's cleansing. Like yeah. it's, it's the there's the, it's the message behind lots of things like this, you know. Because people are scared. I think I think generally, I think it's wearing off now. Mm-hmm. The, the fact that people aren't quite as scared now. I know, you know, that first few weeks was really really scary for people because it was just so unknown. Mm-hmm. And we've all adapted a bit now, and I think it's almost that that, and it's almost like the fear now of having to come out of the bubble. A little bit, I think. To see, to assess the damage. Yeah, yeah, assess the damage, and also like go back into a routine. Yep, try and get that normal back. Yeah, and it, you know, it's that thing in it. Be careful what normal you want back. Uh, true. Cause yeah. I can't wait to get back to work. Well, I know you because you just really do. You are. A real grafter. I've, I've known you for a few couple of years now, and it's always come across you. You know, you do not shy from hard work. No, I just I love it so much. It just makes me feel good, mm. making other people feel good. You'll be making some people jealous because some people like work is is really like that. You know, it's a chore and it's a, a thing that people have to do to give. You know, like give their time to to, to make money to live, and it, it's hard. You know, like. I, I, because I love my job as well, and I, 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 I find it difficult. I mean, there's been times when I've hated my job. Oh, Generally, absolutely. when I was running a business, you know, and it was like the business was struggling and all these things. That's when you. I never really didn't love the hair. Mm-hmm. I loved Just the people, loved the hair all the way through. Yeah, it was only ever the business part that I, you know, when when things were difficult that I didn't mm-hmm. that gave me stress, well, a lot of stress, you know, but. Um, yeah, I think generally we are, and anyone in the hair beauty industry are, are really lucky because we get that fulfilment of, you know, as you say, that gratification of making people feel better about themselves. Mm-hmm. I know how lucky I am that I love my job. I know I know how miserable some of my friends are that they've got to get up and go to work that they hate every day, and I get yeah. up every day and I love it. Yeah. I know I know how lucky I am. 
it makes you getting out of bed so much easier, eh? Yeah. And you, so, and you know, I think as well, because of how much we're missing it. Mm-hmm. How are you, are you, how's it getting to you, like, not being able to get out there and do it? Oh, uh, it's been a nightmare, but the only good thing that I've actually found is I've had time to do my own here. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I had about three inch roots and everybody kept moaning at me. <laughs> I did, so I finally had time to do my own here. So, you know, you, I mean... That is a world's nightmare, isn't it? And even for and relatives, partners, and yeah. husbands, wives—you know—they're always they're always the last to get their hair done, aren't they? Well, that does my girlfriend here as well, so she was quite happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so she's she's been done as well. Yeah, <laughs> we're walking, we're walking a bit, looking cool in the roots, and everybody's reading. That's the joys of living out here, Jessica. <laughs> she does massages so, and things like that as well, so I'm quite Oh, does she? Uh, oh, nice. I know. Hi, a good rehearsal. I, I used to hate that. I used to, like, really couldn't bear that because I could never sit still for long enough. I know. But when I finally got to enjoy it, it took one time of enjoying it that mm-hmm. I really do, like, find the benefit of having that, that sort of really, like, a real like slow massage and you know because it, it makes you relax you can't go anywhere and yep. um, when you're a bit of a stuck for an hour chase ass yeah you, it's good for you to do that Any, anything that pins you down for a little while is good I, I don't really like people touching me either that kind of way but I don't mind reflexology on my feet That's right but I yeah I think I was I was I was not um, I really didn't like I wasn't very tactile but it's really weird. Over the last few years, I've become like I'm really tactile now. Um, I was that one of awkward people, you know, like everyone comes and gives you a kiss when they say hello, and I was always yeah. made it really, really awkward that. situation. But right. I think a lot of that was comes from when I was younger, and you know, all the like the stuff that went on, and and then made me a little bit uncomfortable with anything like that. Mm-hmm. And just it takes age to mellow, doesn't it? Really, yep. sometimes. Um, you appreciate what, a wee cuddle every now and again? Oh, I'm a big cuddle now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what I'm missing, you know, I really am missing that, you know. Oh, I know, I know. So, what drew you to, um, like, volunteer with us at Haircuts for Homeless? Well, a lot like you, I watched a video of a guy um, oh. doing haircuts on the street in America, right. I think it was. Um, oh, yeah. I kind of clicked with it thinking this is like something I've always wanted to do but didn't really know where to start like I don't know the people to get in touch with so I was speaking to one of my clients about it and he kind of went give me a couple of days and I'll get back to you so I think it was like two or three days later they sent me two two links and I just clicked the first one and it happened to be you and you wow. kept he kept on no answering me, so I just kept bothering you and bothering you and bothering you <laughs> until you eventually wrote me back. <laughs> that was that. <laughs> it's a secret test, you see. Because it, 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 it takes a certain person to do the work that we do, the volunteer work that we do. Yeah, And uh, I find that if... <laughs> Yeah, if uh, if they get through the first bit of finally getting hold of us, we know they desperately want to do it. They're not like, cry by night, you know, like, like the idea of it. 
So you have to, then you have to get through my sister first through the That's email, and then, and then it comes to me. But um, it's true. <laughs> no, that's another. I've just done a why I lied my teeth out there. That was, <laughs> it's just that it's just that we. I think when you about that time was about the time the advert came out, and we just got inundated. Yeah. Um, we couldn't cope. If, you know, I'm really honest about it. We we couldn't cope. We had this TV advert with the lottery. And yeah. overnight, I just it went ballistic, you know, like emails and that. And people kept thinking because it looks pretty good online and everything that we do that that they thought we was this big charity. Yeah. At the time, we wasn't even a charity; we was just a community group. And we there was only me and my sister. Um, it was me going out doing it, and my sister helping me try and cope with the uh, emails. And she was always really good at helping me with any of the like funding or anything like that to make sure the book's balanced because she used to do that for the salon. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I'm no good at that. So, you know, we make a good team. Yep. But we just couldn't cope, you know, it's just overnight, it, we just got hundreds and hundreds of these every day. Um, and people like you, it was good because some people we just lost in the process. But the people like you, you know, you wouldn't give up and kept coming at us and then we finally done it and then we get to speak on the phone. Um, but it, it it does take a lot of work, so you, you, you do have to have people who are really passionate about doing it, you know. Yep. What I find a lot with trying to get volunteers is you get a lot of vanity volunteers. Yeah. Um, pe- people <laughs> that only do it so they can tell other people that they're doing something I've never heard that phrase before. I know it's a good one. It's perfect. It's a really good one. I'm going to adopt that. That's good. That's fine. You can have it. Yeah. But I um I started it with two of my friends, one I used to work with and one that works with her. Yeah. And like obviously life happens, you know what I mean? But yeah. I kinda realise that I need more than just us three. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I start, I started putting adverts out. People would say I and I plan to open up another one, um, just outside Glasgow. So I organised it all, found a place, got these five other women, and I drove all the way down. It takes an hour to get there. Drove all the way down in the morning, and then not one of them turned up. Yeah. And I'm just like, why? Why are you getting in touch with? Like you're getting yeah. in touch with me. Do you know what I mean? I'm no bothering you. Yeah, that's the you, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's that you, way around, isn't it? Ah, uh, you came to me. I did come to you. So yeah. and then one of them messaged me saying something like, "Sorry, I can't come. My mum's ill." Gone. Yeah. Okay. So obviously I couldn't drive down there and do it all myself because it was a lot of people and I really struggled that day. It was my fair day. Yeah. And I've also got another one in Glasgow that I do by myself, but there's only about 14 people there at the one time, so that's easy. I don't need other people for that. Yeah. But the one and the gorbles that I do, um, that's a lot of people. I need yeah. steady people for that. And I was doing a wee soup kitchen there for three months as well. Um, right. What started in January, but I had to close early because of COVID. Yeah, I never got to say cheerio to other guys, but I know a lot of them anyway. And then I was at volunteering for um, Kindness Homeless Street Team yeah. in Glasgow, just like feeding homeless people and going picking yeah. up collections and stuff, because I can't sit in the house. You know what I mean? No. I need something to do. And this is a worthwhile cause to me. So you ended up meeting a lot of them and finding out how they were getting on and stuff like that. Some good, yeah. some not so good. Yeah. But can I expect that, yeah? Yeah. I mean, but, I think the, 
I, I, I used to get a bit ang- like frustrated. I'd say, "No, I was on my line again." It's, I was angry. I was <laughs> angry about it because people would. Uh, but uh, in the end, I had to sort of be a bit forgiving about it. And just think, people mean well. Yeah, I think it. There's just there's, there's people in this world who, who they don't really mean well, but they just. They just don't. It's like two buttons, isn't it? They like to press the like button, but they don't mm-hmm. really want to press the action button. Yeah. And that's why I'm a bit like, well, well, I'll wait and see. So, like, if you keep coming, keep coming, then I know you're really on board with it. Um, but probably not expect too much from people. You don't get too disappointed then. Um, I kind of have a wee rule like that with my volunteers. I yeah. figure if you come three times in a row, you get a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that way I know they're going to turn up, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done a lot of that, and we, we, yeah, we have lost a lot of pictures. I will see. I was handing them out, and then I'm going, I'm not going to see you again, am I? (laughs) But you're right. It does take a special, like a not a special kind of person, but a certain type of person to listen to the stories that these people tell you. Yeah. I took I took my mum a couple of times to the soup kitchen one just to give her something to do. And yeah. the stories that they were telling her, she was losing sleep over it, eh? And I'm yeah. going, I was like that in the beginning, but you need to learn to switch off. Because yeah. when I first started doing haircuts for homeless in the very beginning, years ago, my girlfriend says to me as I was leaving the door, do not bring anybody home. Because <laughs> right. that's what I want to do, you know what I mean? Like... I can't go into Glasgow City Centre because the homelessness kills me and yeah. I don't know what to do about it. I just want to give them everything in my pockets. Yeah. I can't. No it's, it's finding out what you can do realistically. Mm-hmm. And I think people think they've either got to do all or nothing. Aye. And there is I'm that bit all or nothing. Yeah, well, we <laughs> tend to be all or nothing people, but yeah. I think it... it it's just, you know, it's better to do a little of something. And if everyone does a little of something, a lot does get done. And that's, you know, know. it's so much prevents people. And I say, look, just do anything. Because, you, you, you know, if you if you wait to do the big, giant gesture, you, you'll be waiting for a long time. You'll probably not end up doing anything. So, yep. you know, just do what you can. You know, even if it's a smile in the chat, um, acknowledging people, um, it's it's not an easy one. I, it's very hard to advise people on because people think you've got the answer just because you're in that world. Aye, but, oh, um, I get that. It's on not straightforward, is it? Yeah, you know, my side. I think you're the expert on. Yep. <laughs> I think even the experts don't know, do they? Because it's such a complex um, problem with, with homeless people. Because you got you can't just band everyone together with the same problem. Everyone's got different problems, different personalities. You know, Everybody- human beings. You know. Everybody thinks homeless people are homeless for drugs or alcohol. When it, when you talk to them, like it's no the situation at all. Eh? No, it's so sad that they're all kind of tired with that brush. That is my fear. And if you took like five minutes to get to talk to one of them, one of mm. the people, then you would realise that. Yeah, that's it. Um, I think I think what it is is it's more the ones that they see. So they mm-hmm. see a lot of the real street, street homeless. And there's a lot of, there's all sorts of homelessness. People, like, if you haven't got a home, you're homeless. You yeah. may be sofa surfing, you may be doing all these things. Um, you may be in temporary accommodation, but the real street, street homeless, to get through the day, a lot of them do use 
drinking drugs. Um, and I, I'm a 14 years over recovered, recovered alcoholic and drug yeah. taker. So I, I don't, and I'm not ever going to really say condone it, but I do understand okay. it. Oh, absolutely. I understand that someone would be, you know, in a doorway, freezing cold, um, and you think, yeah, you probably want to cut the tea, but you probably want to numb or, you know, the, the problem with drinking drugs is very, 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 very effective. Mm-hmm. And I remember after time, it's just about numbing stuff. You just want to, you just want to take the feelings away. And I, I do get why they do it. It's not the answer because it makes their life worse, but, um, I think the biggest thing I've found in the last few years has been the use of spice has just gone oh. through the roof and it's just such as vile stuff. Um, and the effect it has on people uh, because it's so cheap and available. A couple um, of weeks ago when I was at volunteering in the town under Central Station in Glasgow, yeah. like, there was a massive queue of homeless people. We've got all the tables lined up, loads of places all over Glasgow, donate food, um, clothes, toiletries, like hot and cold food, cheese, mm. coffees. And this guy, full of space, decided to fling himself out in front of a bus, a double-decker yeah. bus. And you're just going, would you really be doing that if that's the psychotic effect it had on you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because so, that stuff is so strong as well. This is the problem. It's, it's a manufactured form of cannabis, and it... it it's really, really, it can, see the problem is some people get away, it's not anything, some people get away with certain things. Yeah. And then, but some people really don't, people like mm-hmm. me, I, I can't, that's why I've actually ended up with, the, you know, completely sober because I can't have anything, you don't yep. agree with me. Well, some people get away with it, I mean, some other people who think, well, they do it, I can do it, but it may, you may not get away with it, this is a thing, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, but to, to uh, going back to what initial thing is to tar everyone with the same brush isn't fair. No, absolutely. You know, not. and sometimes it's a temporary thing. They're just they're not they're not sort of full blown alcoholics, or they're just using it temporarily to get them yeah. through. Uh, you know, if their circumstances change, their addiction might change as well. Yeah, I know. You know. I I can totally see why they would do it as well. Anything, yeah. anything to get you through the day. Yeah. Yeah, we can't no. judge. We no. can't judge. You don't um, know what would happen to us if we were in that situation there. Eh? No, no. There was a good programme recently. I think we only watched it last night. It was on the list of things we wanted to watch. And it was this rich kid, homeless, you know, and it was oh, a young right. girl. And it was really interesting because she had all these preconceived ideas and, you know, she, she's, you know, going, oh, well, it won't affect me because I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do this. Yeah, you know, sort of twelve hours into the process, falling apart. Bless mm-hmm. her, like don't blame her mm-hmm. because she, those aren't the realities. <laughs> I know. You know, when people go, oh, you should, well, they should do this, they should do that. So you try and do that. You it's try and nice. try and sit in front of a Greg somewhere with an empty cup in the freezing cold. Yep. And they go, oh, they do it just to make a living. Well, would you want to do that to make a living? Even well, if they bring it, because, you know, like, I, I know I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I don't know what it's like where you live, but here there is some organisations that do put people out just to beg for money. Do you know what I mean? As a money-making scheme that, or no actual yeah, home. Uh, trust me, it's UK-wide. Right, OK. <laughs> Everywhere so I've been, there are, like, there, yeah. 
a lot of people here don't want to give to money or anything to homeless people, yeah. so they're not sure who it's going to. Yeah, of course. So the real, pe- the real people that are desperate are not getting because there's other people taking that away from them. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame. It's another reality. I know. And unfortunately, it's another reason for people not to help. Yep. Well, you know, and there again, I'm not judging either side. I'm not even judging the people who don't want to help because I no. understand that. But they don't realise the damage they do, these these gangs, when they do do that because they sabotage any help that the, the people in desperate need are going to get. Yeah. Because people get, people get like charity punch drunk, don't they? You know, like they get a bit like, oh, I'm doing this, doing this, giving this, giving out. Can you vanity volunteers? The, sorry? The vanity volunteers. They and the vanity volunteers, yeah. I, they all come under the same umbrella. Yeah, yeah, because they, yeah, yeah. Surely you're not going to take any prisoners on that, are you? No, no. <laughs> it's really poor, isn't it? <laughs> you say, yeah, you say like, because uh, Jackie, who runs Manchester, has got three or four projects, well, she's got loads. Uh, she'll smack me for saying three or four. But okay. she's she's the same thing. She gets very frustrated, you know. And, uh, but I'm going to give her your 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 phrase. You should pass it around, right? <laughs> yeah, but she does that now. She does, you know, you've, you've got to come to her three times. Yep. Before, I do have a lovely know. guy working with me now. Um, yeah. He, he's really, really keen to come all the time and help in Is any way he can. Aye, that's Steve. Aye. Yeah, Steve, yeah. Because I've been, obviously, like, I'm on all the WhatsApp groups and sometimes... Yep. I'm like, uh, I'm not a voyeur, but I just like to watch. Yeah, oh, that's a different story, my dear. <laughs> and a lot of chat. Oh, that was perfect. Anyway, <laughs> we digress. I know. When I gave him but, his T-shirt, he was so happy. Yeah, yeah. And I wear this with plate. And I think that's it, isn't it? It's like anything too easy isn't appreciated. Mm-hmm. It's, pretty, it's a good thing anyway to say, we'll cut a couple of times and we'll give you a T-shirt. And it's surprising what it means to people. Aye, absolutely. Yeah. Nicole comes as well. She, um, I used to work for Nicole. Yeah. She's got two salons uh, and show, and she comes whenever she can, but she's got family and two shops yeah. to run and stuff like that. So I get yeah. when she kind of come out of town. Yeah. The, guy, the guys all look forward to it, eh? To get to know you. Oh, I've been. I mean, for anyone listening, I I have been to William Hurt House, and it's it's a stunning. Like I I I felt really good going there. Oh, good. What I liked about it all is, you know, there again, not judging, but this particular place is very recovery based. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's about rebuilding people, and I love that. I do love those type of centres that. Are, we sort of say, there's nothing wrong with just putting a plaster on. I don't, I'm not saying that that's not needed, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's a bit more like that. Let's, let's really try and heal the wound and, you yeah. know, get better. They've got loads of classes and groups and they get sent yeah. to places. They can go and meet courses if they want. Yeah. That's like their final step before they get house. Yeah. So this is really training <coughs> training them, sorry. Yeah. To, to actually live in the big bad world themselves. Yeah, clean, clean, well, clean. Yeah, clean mm-hmm. and, and rebuilt and re, you know re, ready to start reborn. You know, the good thing is so they're allowed to come back. Do you know what I mean? And visit yeah. and things like that. So that's good. They're not just put it and then that's it. It's, yeah, there you go. Actually, 
I remember the guy was just, when I was there last time, it's quite a while ago now, but when I was there and the guy was uh, just about to get his place, wasn't he, that, I think that weekend. Aye. Um, and the, uh, yeah, it was... Well, he's still got his own place, he's doing great. Yeah. He comes yeah. in every now and again and I see him and he's, aye. He's a lovely man, isn't he? Living his best life. Yeah. I get yeah. dead happy for them and a bit emotional when they leave her. Yeah, yeah. Aye. I often equate it to that. Did you ever see Goodwill Hunting? No. Oh, you not seen that film? No. Oh, his, his friend is just he just wants his friend to get out, and he says one day I just want to turn up at your door, knock on your door, and you've gone, and and you know, and then well, oh, I just ruined the film for you if ever you do. See <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I'm not going to watch <laughs> you know. it before I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only time he does knock, and he's he's gone on to his better life, and. You know, I often think now, I think, I just want to get there one time. And I've got, funny enough, I've got a guy in, in London who's in, he's in that film that they released a clip of yesterday. Right. Diron, and he, he often says, I just want to go to Scotland and live in the Highlands. And, you know, you're just hoping one day that you go to one of the missions and think, oh, he's not here anymore. And they go, oh, no, he's gone to Scotland. You yeah. know, you want that Aye. that happy end for him, you know. It'd be nice to see I'll go to that, huh? Yeah, yeah, it does happen. That's what I want to get across to people. You know, it's very sad. It's very disillusioning a lot of the time because so many don't make it. But you really have to highlight the success stories. Yeah. They make it all worthwhile, don't they? Aye, aye. They absolutely do hurt me. They're just, for yeah. some reason, you only ever hear about the bad ones. Well, I'm afraid that's the nature of people's interest. You've only got to look at the news. You get, you know, I always used to laugh because news at 10 was always like 29 minutes of doom and gloom and then this sort of 30 second story at the end about, you know, a puppy being yeah. saved from a well. Uh, you know, it, yeah, your last Jesus little bit. <laughs> yeah, this is your little bit you get to, so you can go to bed and sleep, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's just, just forget the last half an hour. Totally unbalanced, isn't it? You know, at, least, know. at least make it half and half. Aye. I've maybe watching you. Just, it was a bit more happy. Yeah. Oh, I've swerved it like anything at the moment. Oh, me too. <laughs> you know, I'm, that's I'm trying to keep mentally sane, you know, let alone that. <laughs> I know. What would you say? How, how, was, how was volunteering for Haircuts for So this would be anyone volunteering for anything that they feel passionate about. How, how, how do you think it's changed you? How do you? What do you think it's done? How has it changed me? Um, well, I've changed, but I've actually learned a lot about myself doing haircuts for homeless. I kind of didn't realise how empathetic I was mm. till I started doing this. Um, you kind of realise that these people trust you with their lives. Do you know what I mean? That's a big responsibility. They yeah. tell, I would never, never would I ask anybody the situation, what's happened or anything, they must obviously trust me enough to tell me. So that's a big deal, do you know what I mean? You feel so appreciated and they buy you wee cards and things and wee cakes and you're just like, oh, how nice is that? Like, they've spent what little money they've got thinking about me. So I mean, it, yeah. just, it just makes you feel amazing. It makes you yeah. feel super lucky that I've got a house, I've got a family, I've got a car, I've got a job, yeah. and then they've got a room. They're yeah. lucky if they've got a room. Some of them live under bridges. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, for anybody that would want to come and do this, I would say 
just get a try. Like, it might not be for you, but it might be the best thing you ever do. You might start opening up other ones like I've done and like so many other people have done. You just, yeah. you need to try, yeah? Yeah. If, if everybody does one wee thing, then I don't know, like, would you know, start making things a wee bit better? I don't know. Yeah. I just tell people all the time, like, just do one wee thing, that's it. But, like I said earlier, I'm a kind of all or nothing person. Yeah. Like I, too, <laughs> too much, too quick, and don't see the results and get raging, and so... It's a, well, I'm very similar to myself, and I just think you just have to learn to deal with the consequences as they come when you overdo it. Yeah. Um, but you know, it just makes you it makes you who you are, and and the thing is, you do get stuff done. You know. Uh, eventually. <laughs> well, we've got shit to do, haven't we? And I always say this: we ain't got long. Um, no. You know, this this is so it goes so. so you know, I'm, I'm getting on a bit now, and it it gets and this whole thing that people pensioners say, oh, it goes so quick as you get older. It really, really does, you know. Like, I know. I remember my mum. Urgency. I remember my mum telling me when I was younger, "Don't wish your life away." Yeah. When I always wanted to be older, and then. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting older. I'm going, oh my God, slow down, slow down. Yeah, slow down. Really? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my God, last week it was Hogmanay. What happened? <laughs> Hogmanay. Oh, you did that to memories. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't drink either, so um, um, I remember everything now. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can they handle drunk people anymore, eh? Yeah, no, I, well, yeah, I've had a lot of years of listening to the, I have to go, I, I, and I try not to be too unsocial, but my family would probably laugh at that, saying, well, you are, but uh, <laughs> I, only, I, I just rather, I'd rather take myself out of the situation than, than not appreciate it, you know, so um, sometimes if it's, occasionally, if I'm having a really good time, I forget what time it is. Mm-hmm. But if I've if I've had the certain you know someone telling me they love me for the fifth time and yeah. you know I've got to go on. I've had enough. Had myself. <laughs> but see, because I'm designated driver now. Try having a car full of drunk people. Oh, I've had it. And you're going all oh, cleaning. Turn that up. Get that. Oh. Oh. I know. My, right. my God, I but I've one of my worst breakdowns when I was sober than when I was drinking and it was this one time where being a chronic you'll you'll probably appreciate this, being a chronic people pleaser, mm-hmm. uh, when I first stopped drinking I I was a designated driver, so I was like, Oh yeah, well I should have done drink, he'll drive, you know, and we had a gas and we had a we had got lots of kids, so we had a big car the galaxy or something. So yeah, I'll take everyone. And then there was just this one time when they were driving me nuts and the more angry I was getting the more they were laughing because they <laughs> thought it's funny that I was angry yep. and I pulled up on, on, a, on a dual carriageway uh, and I and listen, I'm still concerned but I pulled up and I got out of the car walked straight across the dual carriageway and disappeared and oh they were all left God. drunk they was left drunk <laughs> in the car my wife was fuming but I just lost I, I, I don't know I just lost the top <laughs> You know, like, and this is this is this is that eighteen months over. Because oh the stuff, the trouble is, it's like the first part is when you give up the, the drink and the drugs, whatever, and then but the second part is in t- trying to live a normal life without yeah. it all. And that's I know, fucking tough. Like, and, when everybody around you still doing it, yeah. 
The thing is, if we look back and we really laugh, but it was horrendous at the time. I ended up going to, um, I ended up walking into Casualty in Romford. I'll never forget it. I had this fucking hoodie up. I was in bits. I was not hanging out my nose. I was in complete <laughs> meltdown. And I just got this most, and God, you know, trust me, we all love nurses at the moment. Mm-hmm. Every, in any, there's always the odd one, isn't there? And yeah. this woman was so, you say about having empathy, this woman was devoid of any empathy oh, at all. Oh, God. Life had been hard to her, I think, and she just stood there. And she went, well, I, I, and I just was, couldn't get my words out. And I said, I need to sit. And she said, well, what's, what's wrong with you? And I couldn't eat. And I thought, looking back, I think, if you can't see someone who's, like, having a mental breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're you're in the, you've, got to, you've got to take the uniform off, love, because you're... Aye. Aye. <laughs> and I think that's a big problem. I mean, it's funny now, but this is why I've got so much love and empathy for the people we see, because that's me a little bit further along the line without any help. That's me in, in, in William Manor House. Yep. You know, because that's me starting drinking again, everything being out of control, and I end up there. And, and, and that's why I've got so much like, love for these guys. I've grown up around addiction um, all my life and mm. things like that. And I always remember that it can be me at any given time Yeah. in that position. Yeah. So you can't judge them because you just don't know. No. Do you know and I, th- I, I think that's why it, it's, it takes a certain person, as you say, because you've got, you've got to have a bit of willingness and open-mindedness if you are going to go into this field. Aye. Because on the surface... It's not, it isn't, no, it isn't. But surprise how many it is for, because, you know, a lot of the people do stay. Well, we've got, uh, uh, you know, we've got over 600 volunteers now, and our retention rate is quite high, despite the, the ones, um, what do you call them, the glory volunteers? Vanity volunteers. Oh, the vanity volunteers. I've got to remember that properly. I'm going to write it down a bit. <laughs> um, you know, like... Apart from that, but you, you, generally, as a whole, we, we keep a lot of it. And I think what we try and do is, is because we don't want to overburden people, um, some people like you take it on themselves to do a lot more, but oh, we I do know. try and make it <laughs> half a day a month. That's all we ask for. And I think that's why we've managed to keep people. Because if, 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 if anyone can't give half a day a month, mm-hmm. they probably need to question, you know, like their, their sort of balance in life. Yeah, it's not too much to give, you know. Um, Was that two, two and a half hours? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say four because I think it's two hours working, and say give an hour each side to get there and get ready and get home. So yeah, the most it's at heart. It's like a morning or an afternoon, mm-hmm. and that's why I try and make them a morning or an afternoon session so someone's got the rest of their day because. I really appreciate it's their day off, you know. I know. And sometimes when it isn't great in there, and I, myself, I think, nah, hang on a minute, it's my day off. I could be at home. I don't need to take this shit from you, mate. I, I know. And then the next one, it gives you a big cuddle. Thank you so much. Yeah. You get the you get the big smelly hug. <laughs> the street hug. <laughs> and to be honest, it's the most wonderful thing, isn't it? And then you, oh no, that's why I'm doing it. You know. What I noticed, though, I don't know, again, where it's like um, any of the other places, but I don't get any women coming to get their hair cut, really. Uh, particularly yours, yeah. I, I know that uh, from where I've been there. Um, some are, it varies so much. Um, 
there's places, say like the Whitechapel Mission, which the, the, the film you saw, you'll see what that's about, that place. Mm -hmm. um, there are more women go there, but what they tend to do is they, they'll have a Friday where they have a woman's pamper day and they let them all oh, come okay. in with no men and they feel safer. Because there is that thing still of vulnerability and... Um, um, but you do get... Then you get a lot of couples I come across as well. Um, right. Unfortunately, you get couples in the wrong way where sometimes someone's young and vulnerable. Um, rather than be on their own, they're probably, they sometimes team up with a fella who's probably not the ideal person. Yeah. That happens a lot, you know. But they're just survival. It's so hard to live again. Right. In them situations, it's hard not to judge. When I When I see any coercive behaviour or anything like that it's hard not to react to it but oh, no. it's difficult you, you just you know. end up being the bad guy really, you know? yeah you can't you can't look you can't it's down to the we, we we do our bit in the places and it's down to the you know we work alongside the centres we can we can point people in the right direction but we can't yep. we've got a limit what we can do um, I know so we can keep doing it you know yeah I know no, just got to be there if it all comes crumbling yeah. down there. Yeah, yeah. Well, Diane, yeah, I'm, sure. I can't wait to come back and see you. When are you coming back? Well, we've got to let me out of lockdown first. We was, I, was on, I was trying, just to, in the middle of trying to sort out, wasn't I? We were so inundated with um, new projects and everything that was happening. Um, the film was being going to be released. We was going to have a premiere for that. And there was so much going on. Uh, we was just about to fit in dates with you, when I, when I could get a date to fly up, and uh, yep. it all came tumbling down. But you know, uh, I, I think what we're think, gonna. Yeah. I still think you should have like a once a year ball for all the volunteers. Yeah. Well, look, let's let's work on that. I mean, the problem I'm going to have, or the sorry, I shouldn't say problem, the challenge for that is where it is, because everyone's going to think it's not near me, you know. Um, definitely not going to be near me. <laughs> no, well, that's the thing. So, where do you do I it? Mind start? I thought I think I think the Midlands would be a good ideal place because Aye, it's, somewhere it's, it's, right in the middle. Yeah, right, like sort of Birmingham or something would be ideal. Um, you get to meet everybody. Uh, yeah, I really think so. Um, what I've, what I did test it. I mean, even this week's been mad. Um, but a couple. of I've done a Zoom meeting to try it out with hey. some different team leaders. So that's something we can do now because they hey. work really well. So, you you know, I can sort of, in, like, we can have a Zoom meeting with some of the team leaders. So that's, that's sort of good that comes out of bad is, is in this situation. It makes you think outside the box. Yep. I and I think it'd be good for you to thought. speak to some other one. you know, like speak, you know. Mm-hmm. Like Jackie from Manchester, and you know, yeah, um, I've got a, um, a couple of them on Facebook, and so I because yeah, yeah. actually speak to them. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, just we can we can because I think the communication is crucial because we get each group has been helping each other out. The, the fact that each each individual group uh, is like families, you know. So and I've seen that you and Steve have been talking and. Mm -hmm. Some of our, some of our bigger groups, they're, they're, they're all sort of how you're doing and everything. Everyone's, everyone's keeping each other going. Yeah. But I think we're showing the signs now that we mm -hmm. may be coming to the other side of it. And uh, as soon as possible, my sister and I made a decision that we're going to hold off any new ones 
Uh, we've got new ones waiting to open, but we're going to sort of hold off a little bit and try and get to all the existing ones that we yep. re-establish everything before we move to grow more. Uh, right, so that, that, it's going to be our priority, you know, to get around. And even if we split up and she goes to some and I go to some, yep. um, you know, uh, just just to make sure everyone's okay and we get cracking. Mm-hmm. The other big challenge for me is we're going to have to think about PPE and, and, and how we start off within the, when we do get started. But like anything, you just work it out. You work it out and do the best you can, don't you? So that one day at a time, huh? Yeah, yes, the one. <laughs> what, a, what a perfect way to end it. <laughs> Thank you so much for chatting to me, Diane. You're very welcome. Um, and I, I can't wait to come up and see you again. I can't wait. Thanks I'll take you for another drive. Yeah, take me. I thought it was being, being kidnapped. I thought you were going to have to up in your boot. <laughs> By the way, Diane took me to Loch Lomond. It was very beautiful. Thank you very much. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Right. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you, Diane. Thank you very much. Take care of yourself. Bye. 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 Just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people, some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. This is more than a job, this is a calling.